You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to MC Exodus Podcast. And I'm going to get started into the book of Matthew, chapter 7, New Testament, Words of Jesus. These are some teachings about Jesus that I wanted to uh, to uh, go over. And uh, let's get started, okay? Because this is going to be a long one. So in uh, chapter 7, verse 1. Do not judge others or you will be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will be able to see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. And what do you think that means? Um, just going around, pointing your finger at everyone is not how you're going to get them to get the help that they need. Because you're not going to be able to give help. Because you have your own problems. You have a lot of problems yourself that you should be dealing with, but you're not. And you're walking around thinking you're perfect. And that you're better than everyone else so you can help them. And that's when it turns wrong, it turns false. And you won't be able to help them. Because you're dealing with a lot of issues. And you won't be able to give them the attention and time that they need. Now look right here in verse 6. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls. Then turn and attack you. In verse 7, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your parents. If your children ask for a loaf of bread... Do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? And nobody wants to ask Him anything. Nobody wants to pray to Him. Nobody wants to ask. And see, that, that, that section of verses right there that I read about, about asking, that, that was entitled Effective Prayer. 
Let's move on to verse 12, the golden rule. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So, going around treating everybody badly, and then you wonder why they lash out at you or don't want to talk to you anymore. Hmm. Verse 13, the narrow gate. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few will ever find it. And why is that? Because it's narrow, it's hard, it's not an easy path, it's not broad, it's not comfortable. It is a very difficult path to follow. Many obstacles, many ways of learning, many things that are not easy. Okay? God, I always say challenge God, but God challenges us too. You know, there's tests, there's, there's missions, there's things to do all the time, and are we doing them? No, and then there's always going to be somebody arguing with me, well, being saved is not about works. His grace is sufficient. Right. But are you living a Holy Spirit-filled and led life? Are you learning His ways? Are you following His ways? Okay, let's move on right here to verse 15, the tree and its fruit. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. But they are really uh, vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce good fruit or bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. Now, see, that is a verse that's difficult because... You know, you have a lot of people saying, I'm saved by grace. I am once saved, always saved, and I can act how I want. But not by these verses right here. I'm telling you. You know, vicious wolves, why? Are they living their life angry? Are they living their life in unforgiveness? Are they tearing people down all the time? Are they lying, stealing, being adulterers? Are they doing all of these things and knowing the wrath of God? And we're all guilty of it. Let's just be honest here. We all fall short. We're all sinful. But did we choose to stay in it? To go back to our vomit on purpose? Or are we moving forward? Now, going on to verse 21, true disciples 
Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those actually uh, do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me. You who break God's laws. So everyone that is running around doing all these works, are they going to make it into heaven? And what is the will of the Father? Forgiving other people, loving people as you love yourself, loving God with all of your mind, body, and soul. That is the will of the Father. Building on a solid foundation, verse 24. Anyone who asks to my teaching and follows it is wise. Let a person who builds a house on solid rock. Okay. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse. Because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. Who the rain, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, where he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. And that completes chapter 7, and I wanted to share that with you because it's true. Think about this for a minute. You know, it says right here, anyone who, okay, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come, the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So you crumble. You crumble, you go back to your vomit, you go back to your ways, you backslide. It got a little too hard, Lord. Life, uh, you know, this, this is great, but following your ways is just a little too hard for me. I'm not ready to forgive people yet. I'm not ready to stop being angry. I'm not ready to turn away from all my sins. I'm not ready to stop drinking. I'm not ready to do any of this. You know, I'm living in flesh. I don't want to do this. I don't want to fast. I don't want to pray. I don't want to do anything for you. You know, I don't, I just, I want to say that you saved me because I said a sinner's prayer and I go to church once a year, um, you know, and I, I believe that that's, that's good enough, you know. You know, and then, and then over here, it even says, we have cast out demons in your name and prophesied in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But, but think about that for a minute. Then that means that these people, they, they kind of know him. You know, they know, they feel uh, strong enough to do these things and do all these works. But yet, are they doing anything else? 
Are they are they even being led by him? You know, it's hard to let go of anger and frustration and fear and 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 pain and misery and it's hard to let go of all these things. People get used to them. But we have to look at the there's a different way. You know, when someone does us wrong, is it is it that easy to just forgive them like nothing? Yes, it is very difficult to do that. Because people are doing wrong against you every day. We never know what we're going to wake up to tomorrow. And that is another difficult thing about it. We have to live for today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be honest with you, friends. We have to live for today. Tomorrow is not promised. Jesus even warned us. Tomorrow will bring its own troubles. Worry about the ones right now that you're in. And why? Because we don't know if we're going to wake up. So what is your day? Is today your last day? We don't know that. You don't know that. I don't know that. But I do know this. That we have to live like it was our last We have to treat people as if they're never going to see us again. Because what if we treated them wrongly and bashed them and hurt their feelings and didn't forgive them when they did something wrong to us? And then something happened to us and they never seen us again. And that's the last memory they have of us, of us being terrible to them. Oh, he was a horrible person. Remember his last words to me. And that's what they'll remember for the rest of their lives. About you. And about Christianity. Because they'll believe that you are a Christian. And that's how Christians treat people. Now let's get into this. We have a little bit of time left. And uh, friends, I'd like to start off with... Uh, Verse 1 of chapter 8. Jesus heals a man with leprosy. Remember, we're reading out of the book of Matthew. Okay, it's a very detailed description about everything that he's done. Take a look at this right here. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me. And make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. In verse 5, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman soldier came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. 
I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go, or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Then Jesus heard this. He was amazed, turning to those who were following him and said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of God. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has already happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Now, I wanted to show you that because it's true. You know, we always think that we have to run around and, you know, do all of these things to be healed, take all of this medication. And, you know, I'm not knocking doctors. I'm not knocking hospitals and I'm not knocking medication. Do what you have to. But pray as well. Pray as well. Take your issues to the Most High God. And I wanted you, I wanted everyone to see this over here earlier where it said that the man was healed with leprosy. He said, don't tell anyone about this, but go to the priest. Let him examine you. Let him examine you. So take a look at that for a minute. You know, take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. Let this be a public testimony you have been cleansed. So go and have the person examine you if you've been healed. Let a doctor tell you you've been healed and give praise to the Most High God. You know, go to the doctor, yes. But don't forget about praying to, to the Lord. All right, moving right along, everyone. So... Jesus heals many in verse 14. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for them. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits in a with a simple command. And they were all, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. In verse 18, the cost of following Jesus. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus said, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to even lay his head. 
Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. And Jesus said, follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Now let's take a look at these two last verses right here. Verse 20 and verse 21 and verse 22. Excuse me. Um, so foxes have no dens to live in and birds have, no, uh, have nests. Right? But let, let's think about this. Jesus was homeless. He was homeless. So what is that telling you? What is that saying? That's telling me that that wasn't really uh, like it wasn't a big issue to have a home, have this palace, have all these things. Jesus didn't come for all that. He came to teach. He came to show miracles so that people would believe in God. He came to do these things. He came to die on that cross. He came to fulfill a purpose. That's what he was doing. Um, having a, a home and clothes and all of these materialistic worldly things. That, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about having servants. It wasn't about having slaves and all of this. Because back then, when you were rich, you had slaves, you had servants. And let's think about that for a minute. He was homeless. They went from town to town. Preaching. Right here. Follow me. Follow me now. And let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Why? Because they worry about things like that more than what's going on for the Lord. So, you know, forget all about that. Your father has passed on. He's gone. You know, the time is now. We don't have time for all that. We don't have time for you to go and do all that. Okay, the time is now. Follow me now. He says, follow me now. Not next month. Not six months from now. Now. Okay, moving along. When Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his, with his disciples, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves. So with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. When he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. In verse 28, when Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of Garnassus, two men were possessed by demons, and they met him. They came out of the tomb and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him, Why are you interfering with us, Son of God? Have you come to torture us before God's appointed time? There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance, so the demons begged, If you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. 
All right, go. Jesus commanded them, so the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what has happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, and they begged him to go away and leave them alone. And why? Because fear struck them. Fear struck them. They were afraid. They just wanted him gone. Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his other town. To another town, excuse me. Some people brought uh, to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child. Your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, That's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, Why do you do such e why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? It is easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk. So I will prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, "Stand up. Pick up your mat and go home." And the man jumped up and went home. Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this has happened, and they praised God for giving humans such authority. Now that completes my uh, my daily Bible study with the book of Matthew. And I wanted to share all that with you because Jesus did some amazing things. But I wanted to show you a steady focus with these stories. Okay? And one of them is faith is what ruled all of that. These people had amazing faith. For back in the time, you know, they weren't going to just walk up to Jesus and trust him. And the fact that they did, they were healed of their ailments, whether it was demon possession or sickness. So I wanted to show you, having faith goes a long way. And I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Um, I thank you for listening, and I encourage everyone to download this podcast and get this news out there. Share it with your family members and friends. Get this message out there. Now open your Bibles. Let's try and get on fire for God together. All right. And until my next episode, this is MC Pot. This is MC Exodus.